Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about when it is time to quit. And the day I'm recording this, it's the last day of school for my kids. And so I have a half hour to get this done. I'm going to be picking them up and we're getting ready to head up north for the summer. My parents are arriving from New Zealand. I am ready to get into action with my garden. So if any of you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I'm like really obsessed with my veggie garden and learning all things about gardening and veggie gardening. And yes, I'm already planning picking up some seed potatoes and some more soil today. So if you are interested in hearing about my gardening, you can follow me on Instagram at SashaHiMD. I also did create an Instagram just for gardening. But one of the things I realized is that taking photos of my gardening and posting it on Instagram really destroyed my love for the gardening. So I actually am not posting that much on that page because it's like kind of my time to be disconnected from everything. And so still being connected to social media like doesn't feel great for me. So I'm not posting that much. But anyway, that's what's going on with me. And I hope you are all doing amazing also. So there is a concept that we teach inside Best Weight when we're talking about resilience and setbacks with our clients, and it's that you don't fail unless you quit. And we received an email this morning from a lovely client who just pointed out that quitting isn't always the wrong decision. And she shared some personal information about how she had recently made a choice to quit something that she had been working on. And that when we started talking about this in our session, it was like, it was just really fresh for her. And so it kind of stung a little bit because she had just made this decision, really wrapped her head around how quitting what she had been working on was the right choice for her. And so when we received this, this email and I actually talked to her, like we talked to our team about it and I, it really gave me so much room for reflection. And I realized, you know what, this concept of you don't fail unless you quit is maybe only half of the story and that there are times when quitting is absolutely the right decision. And so I wanted to speak to that. So thank you so much. I think our client who's listening knows who she is. And I really value that you took the time to email us. I do think that our clients are our best teachers and they give us such Like our clients are amazing, right? These are like super intelligent, super successful, super capable women in all different fields. And so like, I love that we get to learn from each other. And I wanted to share that I really valued how this client brought up the issue with us because she didn't write us an angry email being like, I can't believe you said that. I hate your program. I'm out right? She really demonstrated such a flexible mindset where she was like, hey, I just share this with you. Here's how I'm going to take, like, here's what I'm going to take away from it because I've actually really managed my mind around this decision. And yeah, it stung, but I feel good about my decision was the vibe I got from her. And I wanted to address this because I think sometimes we fall into the danger of if I don't like one thing you say, 
I'm going to cancel you, right? <laughs> like we live in a cancel culture and it is so toxic because I think we cannot place so much importance on a person that we idolize them one minute, but then we cancel them the second they show us their humanity with a misstep or the second that we don't agree with something that they say. And so what I teach the women in our community, and this client was such a perfect example, is you take what resonates for you and you leave the rest. Because I promise that I cannot be 100% right for everyone of you, right? I can't get it 100% right for everyone. Like I tried that and it just made me crazy trying to please everyone. So I would rather that you take what resonates for you and you're able to just leave the rest, right? Everything, even as you're listening to this podcast, everything I share on this podcast is my opinion. And you might agree with 100% of my opinion. You might agree with 90% of it. You might agree with 75% of what I say. But I would never want you to take my word as truth if you don't connect with it like deep down in your soul. And neither would I want to be canceled just because one thing I say doesn't align with your belief system, right? And that's where as we take agency in our lives, and I promise this ties to my topic today, as we take agency in our lives, we're able to make decisions for ourselves about what concepts, what ideas, what tools, what life principles, what rules we want to adopt as our own and which we want to leave, right? And this requires us to think for ourselves, right? Not everyone is able to think for themselves because our schooling system tells us how to think, right? So learning how to think independently is actually something that requires some work, requires us to be open-minded. And it requires us to have a like deep sense of awareness of ourselves, of like deep down in my soul or in my spirit or in my intellect, however you want to frame that. For me, it would be like a spiritual knowing. But I trust my own internal wisdom, which for me is it's God's wisdom inside of me, right? To decide what I'm going to connect with and what I'm going to leave. And I have life coaches that I listen to and one in particular that I listen to. And I probably only agree with like 60% of what she says and 40% I'm like, oh, that doesn't align with my value system. And that doesn't mean she's a bad person. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to, that I necessarily want to stop listening to her because some of her concept, her concepts and how she teaches, I really value. But I'm able to decide what I want to take and what I want to leave. So I just want to kind of leave you with that idea that it's okay to take what works for you and then leave the rest. And it's okay for you to listen to your own wisdom and decide what you like. Okay, so thank you to that client who approached this with so much grace. Coming back to this concept of you don't fail unless you quit and how I really have reflected on that this morning. And I decided to go on Google and like look it up and see what other people were saying. And I came across this really great article. And so I want to give reference to it because I think you can look it up as well. The guy's name is Andy Mort, M-O-R-T. He has an article from August of 2022 called The Vital Difference Between Giving Up and Quitting. And I have no idea who this guy is. He's some sort of coach. But the words, like how he framed it, were so good that I wanted to share that with you. He said, quitting and giving up may seem the same, but they are not. They are two different forms of letting go. Quitting is our decision to let go or pull the plug on something that is not serving its intended purpose. And that's really key, so I'm emphasizing it. But giving up is when we hand our decision to a voice that tells us we should stop. And later on, he kind of talks about how that's often like anxiety or fear or pain that makes us give up, even though we still value the thing or desire the thing that we're holding. 
So it really, I thought how he framed it, there's a difference between quitting and giving up. And that he really painted quitting as letting go of something because it's no longer serving its purpose. And I thought about that and I was like, I think I would frame that as closing a door on something that's either no longer serving its intended purpose or it's no longer aligned with your core value system. And this is where it's so important for us to be reflective enough and aware of ourselves enough and what's important to us enough that we're able to make these kinds of decisions. So I wanted to give you two personal examples. And you know that everything I talk about is like stuff that I'm learning in my own life. And so two personal examples, one where it was absolutely the time for me to quit and one where it was not the right time for me to quit. So here's the first example of when it was time for me to quit. And this goes back about six years when I was working at the hospital as an internist. And I had gotten to the point, and I've shared this before, but if you're new to me, I had gotten to the point where I was not enjoying the in-hospital work. In fact, I was like dreading it. And I just felt like it did not align with my calling, that deep kind of like longing of my heart of what I wanted to do and the impact that I wanted to have and how I wanted to work with people. It just wasn't meshing anymore. And I distinctly remember that I like one call shift where, you know, a lot of our patients, and this is going to sound so terrible, but I'm just going to be honest with you. There's a lot of our patients when you're an internist at the hospital are very advanced in age, often have very severe dementia, so have no awareness of whether you even talk to them. And I remember like standing at the door and I was like, I don't even really want to go in. This patient's not going to know the difference. Like, And I was like, oh my gosh, that is terrible care. I never, I don't want to do this. Like, I feel so out of alignment with my integrity that I don't want to go into the room of this patient because in my head, I'm like, what's the point anyway? They don't even know I'm going to be there. I'm being so honest and you can all, (laughs) I hope you don't judge me because I recognized how that was not how I wanted to show up. I'm so scared of you guys all judging me, but it's okay. I'm just going to be real. And so I remember the day that I sat down with the chief of medicine at that time to let him know about my resignation from the hospital. And he was like, Sasha, you are early in your career. And if you leave internal medicine, it will be very hard for you to come back. Right. He was like really cautioning me against leaving this thing. He's like, he reminded me of how hard I've worked, how many years of med school, how many years of residency, how many years of my life I had invested into being an internal medicine doctor, which you have to have a very broad skill set, a very broad knowledge base. And I had told him I really want to like start an obesity medicine clinic. And he really counseled against that. And it could have looked like I was quitting internal medicine, like giving up on this thing that I'd worked so hard for. But I actually never looked at it that way at the time because I realized that being an internal medicine doctor and working at the hospital was no longer aligned with my purpose and it was no longer aligned with my values. And so at that time, even though it required such a letting go of things that were very much wrapped up in my identity and like all this invested time and money into becoming an internal medicine specialist, and for a lot of people that would be very difficult, but it was 100% the right decision for me because it was no longer aligned with my values. And I think sometimes we struggle with really big decisions like this because of a concept called the sunk cost fallacy. So if you haven't heard of that before, the sunk cost fallacy is that we tend to have, we have a tendency to 
hold on to something, even when it's no longer serving us, because we've put so much money into it, we've put so much energy into it, we put so much time into it. So think of like a relationship that maybe you've been in for like five years and it's no longer a life-giving relationship, but you just keep holding on because you're like, I've already put five years into this. Like, how am I ever going to find someone else? I don't want to start over now. And so you kind of hold on. Or a real estate investment that is totally going down, but you don't want to sell because you've already put so much money into it, but you're just going to hold on until you lose all your money, right? So that's the sunk cost fallacy. And where we need to learn, actually, that sometimes it's worth letting go despite how much money, time, energy, attention we've put into something because it's no longer serving. So that was my one example of when it was the right time to quit, even though I didn't, I think the like reframing the word quit to when it was the right time to let go maybe is a better way to frame that. And here's the second example of when it was not the right time to let go or to quit. So several months back at the end of 2022, I would say, and I've shared about this. So I'm just, again, I'm going to be like an open book with all of you. I was going through a really hard time in the business and everything about being an entrepreneur, being a business person felt so sucky. It was not fun. I was not enjoying it. All I could hear were like complaints despite me like literally working 24-7 and like doing everything I could to please everyone. All I heard were complaints from clients. Of course, I disregarded all of the women who were like so thankful and their lives were transforming. And all I heard was like the small percentage of people who were angry at me for something. Right. And I was working day and night. I was irritable with my kids because I was overworking. And that was like the most painful part for me is I was like distracted constantly. Even though I'd be playing with them, I wasn't present because in my head I was thinking about my to-do list and all that I had to do to like keep this business afloat and we weren't doing well. And I real I saw I, one day was just like, what am I doing? This is not even worth it for me. My life is not aligned with my values. And I even remember I spoke to my admin at the time who I love and I value so much. Her name was Tanya. I think she listens. And she said she like was such a mirror reflected back to me. She's like, Sasha, I'm really worried you're going to wake up one day and realize that you missed out on the things that were really important to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh you actually noticed, like, I didn't even know that other people were aware of how much I was overworking aside from my family. Like, I didn't know that my team was necessarily aware. And so for her to be like, yeah, like I have noticed (laughs) this is like burnout rate. And it really struck me. And so Tanya, thank you for saying that to me. And so at that time, and I was at an emotional low, like really just struggling. I decided that I could quit and close down the business if I wanted to. But I was not going to quit at a time when my emotions were low because I wanted to not make an emotional decision. I wanted to make a values-based decision. And that was an example of when it was not the time to quit because instead what I did is I decided, you know what this is instead? It's not the time to quit. What it is, it's a time and an opportunity to reevaluate because how I am doing things is not working. I'm not willing to continue sacrificing being the mom and the wife that I want to be to build this business. Like it's not at all worth it to me. I don't actually need to work. I could not work. And that would be a privilege. I understand that's a privilege, but that's like, that is a possibility for me, but I choose to do this. So if I choose to do this, I'm not willing to sacrifice, right? And so I made a lot of changes. I stopped micromanaging my team. And in doing that, I realized how amazing my team is. So I'm so grateful to all of the members of my team. Ladies, you know who you are. And I let go of 
being overly concerned about meeting everyone's expectations. And of course, I still value excellence and delivering for the best for our clients, but I can't please everyone 100% of the time. And me trying to was literally trying to like destroying my life. So (laughs) now I work way less and our company's doing so much better. And so that was just an example of when it was not the right time to quit. Let me give you some other examples that I can think of when it is the right time to quit because it's no longer serving your purpose. I think of a professional runner, for example, any runner. Okay, let's just go with any runner. Someone who is in a race and they sustain an injury during the race. And there's two options. You can finish this race because you don't want to quit. You don't want to be a quitter. But finishing the race is going to exacerbate the injury and affect future running goals. Or sometimes it's important to know like, hey, you know what? I need to quit this race because it's the better choice for my long-term good and my long-term running, right? It's going to benefit me better in future races if I quit now because I have an injury. That would be one example. For some of you, and I'm going to bring it closer to home, maybe for a lot of you, it might be time to quit the restrictive dieting that you're trying to follow in an effort to manipulate your body into a shape that you deem more acceptable. Ouch, does that hurt for some of you? Right, because so many women that I talk to are dieting and restricting themselves in such punishing ways not from a place of trying to get healthy, right? It might be like like disguised as that, but truly it's from a place of my body's not acceptable unless it meets this aesthetic. And that's like, that pains me. And so sometimes wisdom is knowing that it is time to quit something. But I want to kind of round out my comment by saying that quitting a diet is vastly different from giving up on your health goals right? In fact, quitting a diet might be the exact thing that is required to be successful in your health goals. So I want to address my clients right now. So for all of you amazing women inside Best Weight who are listening, when I talk about the idea and we, our team talks about the idea of you only fail if you quit, here is the expanded version of that concept. You only fail If you give up on taking care of yourself and respecting yourself and knowing your worth enough to continue making small daily choices that honor your body, that's what I mean by quitting, okay? It's giving up on what is meaningful to you because you feel defeated or you feel unworthy or you feel at a moment of low motivation. That's what I would consider failure. But pivoting or maybe changing strategies or going slower than you think is acceptable, right? Taking tiny, seemingly inconsequential steps forward that lead to really slow progress. None of that is quitting. None of that is failure. That is you continuing to show up for yourself and that is okay. So I hope this reframe has been helpful of really recognizing that actually there is a right time to quit. And again, what this comes back to is us having a deep sense of awareness of ourselves, of what aligns with our inner knowing, your spirit, your soul, your intellect, whatever you want to call it. And so I want to close by thanking our client who brought this up. It allowed me to reflect and deepen my own understanding of this concept of like quitting versus failure. Knowing when it's time to quit something, when it's no longer aligned with your values and purpose is not failure, it's wisdom. So have a wonderful week. 
I want to remind you to take one action today to honor your body. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.